Yo, what's good? It's your boy, the franchise, and I'm here with my tag team partners, my brothers, Flawless, Joey V, and my boy K Breezy, aka Two Cold Kimbro. And we present to you the Generational Wrestling Podcast. It's about to go down. Yo, yo, yo. Yo. What up, man? Not much. Drinking a little bit of the mango hibiscus. <laughs> the mango hibiscus? Yeah. Hey, man. Hey, man. Too cold, Kimbra. What's good? What up? What up? What up? Hey, man. You know, before we get started, man, you know, I promised, you know, I don't know if y'all remember now, but I told y'all a couple of days ago we had a special guest who wasn't able to. <laughs> yeah, make- you know, I was a little upset about that. I was going to say something the other day. So, you know, we, we, we have my special guest right here. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, go ahead. What you got to say to the people? You're not ready for the pepperoni. Yeah, the pepperoni <laughs> in the building. The, the pepperoni in the podcast. <laughs> yeah. like Say so, hi, Flawless. Hi, Flawless. Say so, hi, K Breezy. Hi, K Breezy. <laughs> What's happening? All right, well, look, Daddy Daddy gave you a two minutes of fame. Now, get you stepping. I love it. All right, wow. see you later. Give me a kiss. All right, close my door. All right, guys, what's going, what's going on? <laughs> you as mean as hell. I know. <laughs> you got your two minutes of fame. Now it's time to go. I mean, hey, I ain't going to lie, man. I tell a little false when he comes walking in and tries to say something. I wave him off like, get back in your room. <laughs> man, you interrupt shoot. me, boy. Man, she would not let me live that one down, man. She like every morning since then. You said I can say something, so you know I had to make sure she got to shine. <laughs> but what's going? What's good with y'all, man? Ready for AEW tonight? I know, man. I know. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, so whatever. What? You two ain't gonna watch it. Whatever. Well, well, no, because remember, I, uh, well, I, I probably. Oh, well, well, I can't well, no, no, no. I can't say I can't say what I want to say, but I let's just say I don't have to worry about paying that fifty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> <But, yeah. laughs> I'm gonna be chilling with my blue moon watching it. Like, yeah. Now, granted, I might have to log on and off the internet a couple times, but you know, <laughs> hey, some some way somehow you will see full gear. Oh, I sure will. In this entirety, uh, now. I'm yeah, a- I'm. Uh, 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 a friend told me that I will be watching Full Gear, so I'm just letting you guys know I will be on the internet. Uh, you know, asking for a friend. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I got. Hey, 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 I got you. My people said that they, they they will let you know exactly how to uh indulge in the entertainment, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Are you not entertained? That that goes for you too, too cold. I I, uh, I will give you the keys to the entertainment indulgence. Uh, for sure, for sure, for sure. For uh, flawless bag, you gotta change your name, man, on the thing, man. My bad, I don't know how to do that. Man, you just gotta edit it. That's all. Oh. Just go to your page and edit it. That's all. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, damn. I'm good, 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 man. I feel good. I'm just saying, man. You know, man, it, it gotta fit the model. It, 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 that's all. You know what? Listen hey, here, I'm... man. This podcast is just one big pussy waiting to get fucked, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Oh, man. Well, yeah, yeah, because I'm, I'm looking at the names now. I got franchises. I see it's too cold. I see too cold. I'm thinking the Stone Cold. I think Stone Cold about to say, what? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. But y'all, man. All right, well, let me do my thing, and then we're going to get started. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Generation of Wrestling Podcast. As always, it's yours truly, the light-skinned assassin, the 26-year-old piece of gold, the showstopper, the franchise. And with me, as always, man, I got my tag team partners, my brothers, me, the Manos, me, Familia. First up, we got the Human Encyclopedia of Wrestling, the Flawless Phenomenon. Joe knows everything. Flawless Joey V. How you doing? Man, you ain't light-skinned. You could say, like, light brown skin. You're like mocha. You're like a robot. Anywho, shut up. You know what? I mean, I, but you know, no, I, I agree with him. I like, I agree with flawless. Like, you are like, oh, 
Yeah, you. Hey, he, 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 he's just mad because he, he pumpkin spice. What's in here, you milky way? <laughs> you you beige bastard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, man. Let's roll. You burnt toast. <laughs> <laughs> you uncooked yeah. chicken. <laughs> you black licorice. <laughs> you, you I don't know. <laughs> you pancake looking mother. <laughs> you cake batter looking motherfucker. Hey, y'all keep talking for a second. You look like my coffee oh. in the morning, boy. <laughs> After I put cream. <laughs> <laughs> you like one of those ninety nine cent powdered donuts that fall off the donut. <laughs> Whatever. You're the chocolate one next to me. <laughs> And that, my friends, is what you call the G-O-W. <laughs> oh, man. But no, I'm, I'm excited for this pay-per-view tonight, man. I know, I know we're talking about SmackDown, but until we get to SmackDown, I'm ready for full gear. <laughs> we could do wrong. <laughs> we could, man. We could. Because honestly, no, I don't we, even know if I'm going to do No, 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 no. Oh. Yeah, I done came back. We ain't doing the wrong. <laughs> He was talking about doing that earlier. I'm like, man, no, nah, man, don't spoil it. Yet. <laughs> Let me at least see the disaster that they're going to create. Oh, my God. It was a disaster right. last night. Yeah, this show was, yeah. But the yeah. ratings show were up there last week, which was crazy. Well, that's because it's the regular crowd now. It, it, but, this- yeah, it was like UK crowd. You know, they're and like- plus... And I think everyone knew these were going to be the matches that we missed. So some of these matches, clearly, people wanted to see. Tell me why the UK card reminds me of Agent K from Men in Black just sits there. Hmm. <laughs> Put that, with that look on their face, you know. <laughs> oh, man. Y'all ready to kick this thing off, man? Hey, man. Let, let's go ahead, man. Who, uh, who leading this one? I got you, man. Low. So <laughs> Friday Night SmackDown, man. We start off. We start off with King Corbin, Ballas' favorite person. Uh, he's got a tattoo of him on his uh, left booty cheek. He tried mm-hmm. to show it to us the last time, but we ain't want to look at his ass. So Every time I twerk, man, he raises the scepter. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we get you, fool. <laughs> oh, man. But Corbin comes out, and he's, he's cutting a promo talking about Roman Reigns, what he used to be and what he is, and and then he started talking trash about him. But knowing that Roman Reigns wasn't there, he was doing some charity event prior to the show. He made fun of Roman Reigns' uh, his logo, the, the dog that comes on the screen. Like, it was just – I don't know, man. I, I It sucked. I, I, I'm not even going to lie. This was this was 10 minutes of wasted time. Uh, flawless. Go ahead, man. Oh, man. Uh <laughs> After listening to the first few minutes, I had to fast forward because I couldn't listen to him talk anymore. Like, <laughs> oh, like I understand WWE's trying to push him down. Like, I understand, like, the fans don't like him. And the more they see him, the more they boo him. <laughs> but, like, oh, my God, his promo skills are terrible. It's not only is his promo skills terrible, but it's kind of sad that a now, now, like I said, we all said Baron Corbin has gotten better in the ring. He's not he, – he's still got a lot to work on, but he has gotten better over the years. But it's sad to see him getting a, a real push like this or, you know, TV time where there's other guys that we want to see get this same TV time. Like, why can't you have Drew McIntyre be this type of dude where we see him just running, running havoc on people? Uh, franchise. <clears throat> I mean, this kind of brings me back to what Dean Ambrose said when he first left the company about, you know, these absolutely terrible, immature promos that, you know, Vince and people in the back find funny. Like, when they had the dog on the screen and he was like a little chihuahua, and it was just like, it was like, who finds that funny? Like, what grown-ass man or woman really think that was funny? Uh, that, that also goes back to what Tuco said months ago. When he was like, you know, I feel like WWE's treating me like I'm a child. Like, I mean, dude, like, I didn't feel like Baron Corbin was talking about fighting another grown man. 
I felt like it was a couple three year olds out <laughs> on the playground bullying each other. Like it just it just sounded corny. And then on top of that, you made Baron Corbin sound more like a dick when he made fun of Roman Reigns. He's like, "Yeah, Roman Reigns won't be here right now because he's probably too busy doing a Make a Wish." Like, <laughs> like I was like, fine with that. Like I'm fine with that because that's part of being a heel. Like you you you're gonna bash the dude, but it was just he, he could have had better dialogue. And, 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 but that's what I'm saying. It's like, yo, like even the digs that he took to quote unquote be a heel <laughs> or whatever. It it was just like the, it was just it was corny. Like it, it wasn't even like, oh, he's an asshole. It was like, dude, like really that that's what you got? Okay. I don't know. It was just like you said, ten minutes of wasted time. And I don't know, man. It's it's it go ahead, flawless. This is terrible. Uh, when franchise said it was talking about like how Dean Ambrose, you know, like how Vince probably approved it. You know, like even the dog barking like a chihuahua. Like, it's just uh, the promo. So, like, I was telling you guys when, you know, we all watch NBA. I mean, Inside the NBA is a Grammy Award winning show. Everybody watches it Inside the NBA. And when right. they had Chris Jericho on there in the AEW ring and he was talking with them, and they asked him, you know, they're asking him wrestling questions about, you know, how he's from Canada and like how a lot of great wrestlers come from Canada and why is that? You know, and then and then they asked him like, "Why'd you leave WWE?" And he said, "Creative freedom." Yep, I and know. Like, and, you, I and, you hear, and you hear Jericho talk about that like on podcasts and interviews, but you never, but like to him, say that on live TV where millions of people are watching inside the NBA, and he said, "Creative freedom," and and there's an alternative, and it just goes to show you that there's an alternative to WWE, like. It, <clears throat> Create a freedom. AEW lets you go, like Moxley said. You know, he can just be himself. You know how to do this. Go ahead. I'm sure Heyman did that in ECW. He and, let guys go talk. And, and to and to even further your point, look at what AEW did. The librarian didn't work. Yeah. What they 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 stopped putting them on TV. Like AEW saw that people weren't interested in certain characters, and you don't see those characters. Like we saw them. The we saw them. What uh, was it last week or the week before when Moxley came out? But that was for the angle. That wasn't for them to actually do something. That was just for somebody to take a bump so Moxley can do his promo. So that right there is a perfect example of recognizing. Okay, this doesn't work. People really aren't cheering for it in the way we want them to. Like they're they're disgusted. Like they don't want to see this. Like it's not even that they hate them, but they like them. They hate them. They don't want to see them. They, no, let's bring out somebody else. Boo this. We don't want to hear what you got to say. Get off the get out the ring. WWE doesn't do that, and they continue to force feed, and that's the problem right there. And that and that's a great example. Well, the librarian has appeared in like backstage segments at pay per views. Okay. So like so fans know. But yeah, that was that was his only time and he was only out there for like two minutes and then he got <laughs> But he's not oh but he's not over. And the no. fact that he's not over, they're not really putting him out there, so they're trying to figure out something else for him. But W and that, that's my point. WWE doesn't do that. At least AEW does recognize that. Even though they're still doing some of their stuff that they want to, they recognize okay. Though we're doing this, but this ain't working. So let's figure out what we can do to change this and get this on this side. And that, yeah, that, that that's all it is. And then going back to what Flawless said, you know about the creative freedom. I mean, you know, I know we're talking about WWE today, but I mean, you know, let's call it spade to spade. With, with one thing that I noticed was uh, when I read online today, I read that both Cody and Jericho, they were both responsible for the individual video packages the last two weeks. <laughs> You have WWE who's spending billions of dollars on Hollywood writers, and this just goes to show these promos that these guys in WWE are, that are scripted sucks. Let the wrestlers do their own stuff. Like, nobody knows the wrestler's character better than the wrestlers, especially if you have guys that's writing who aren't even familiar with the product. It, it doesn't make sense. I felt like that promo could have went so much better. had just like, you know what, Baron Corbin? This is what we need from you. Go ahead, do what you do. But and you that's what I like tell, about man. Bray Wyatt. Yeah, go ahead, bro. I'm listening. But that's what I like about Bray Wyatt because he's the one. Like you, okay. There's a handful of guys we know in WWE that's that's kind of going out there and kind of doing their thing. Like they might have a direction, 
but they're right. doing their own thing. You can even if WWE has a hand in what Bray Wyatt does when he's doing the Firefly Funhouse, he still you could still feel that organicness of him, uh, you know, coming up and doing certain quirks and little things, and and even the stuff that you don't you know when when he bashed Rabbit Rabbit's head with the mallet or. Rabbin' Rabbit getting killed every week that he's on the show. Like, you, you little stuff that you would think people would cringe to and complain about, he's, you know, it's been getting over and it's been, you know, uh, selling the character. So mm-hmm. it's good to see that for him, but it's like, man, why can't you do that for other guys? Blows my mind. Blows the mind, man. So moving on, man, because we won't keep talking about Barry Corbin. We got the new day in the back, and, you know, and – uh what is this, Charlie Caruso? I don't even remember. I, don't, I can't even remember all these backstage. Was it Kayla Praxton? Yeah, oh, that was Praxton. Okay, that was Kayla Praxton. But, uh, you know, they were talking the New Day about uh, Xavier and what it means, you know, have the opportunity and all that good stuff. And the New Day, you know, their normal stick, you know, they're going to do what they do. Then uh, what, what happened next? Um, what did we get next? Oh, no, we got the tag match. We got the tag match that was next. New Day versus the Revival for the SmackDown Championships. I gotta say, I did not, I did not see the New Day winning, and I'm upset about it because I was really looking forward to the Revival being a part of that tag match. But overall, it was an okay match. Uh, franchise, I'll come to you. What, what you think? So before I get to the match, I like how every time like the New Day challenge for a title now. Big E always throwing shots at Charlotte. Talk about, yeah, we only got one more. Then we getting one more step closer to Charlotte Flair. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, man. I thought that was funny. As far as the actual tag match itself, one, I'm disappointed, kind of like you said, but at the same time, I'm happy. The reason I'm disappointed is because I felt like because Xavier got injured, I felt like they kind of, you know, want to kind of keep the momentum rolling with Kofi. And I, yeah. It just it kind of came out of nowhere because they just lost to Rude and Ziggler a couple of weeks ago, or a week or two, whatever it was, and then they come back out of nowhere and get a championship match and win. It was kind of like, okay, well, where was the bill? Where was the story? It just kind of happened out of nowhere. Well, they uh, got the pin. They got the pin in that eight man tag match they had with uh, right. was them and Heavy Machinery against Ziggler and and the Revival and them, and Kofi got the pin. So I, that after that pin, they got that title shot but ended up being a week late because they were held hostage. Yeah, that, that, uh, right, right. Can't forget about the Saudis. My bad. Right. <laughs> but uh, it was cool. It was cool. Like I said, I'm happy they won. I just didn't want it to happen right now because I thought we were going somewhere else with Kofi. But maybe this is just to kill some time, man, hopefully until Xavier get back. But overall, good match. <laughs> I'm glad they won. No, no complaints. Okay. Uh, uh, Go um, ahead, man. Come on, because I think you feel the same way I do. Uh, yeah. I mean, I thought it was an okay match. I would have loved to see the revival in the tag team triple threat match because they are from NXT. You know, I mean, even though the OC were the only ones not from NXT, but, you know, the Viking Raiders and the uh, revival original NXT teams, I would have liked that. It kind of did the revival dirty with this. Um, yeah, oh, man, like, we were saying, like, how when Xavier got hurt, it kind of mm-hmm. hurt Kofi's push right, a little right. bit because yeah. Kofi had to be with Big E now. I think they went this way because they they realized they had Kofi lose to Lesnar so quick. And yeah. I think because they need some, like, maybe star power in that tag team match, you know? I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. That's what I saw it for. I saw it as okay. You got the current team, you know. That's the 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 veteran team of NXT, which is the undisputed. You you got the new uh, team from NXT, who's been wrecking shop on Raw. That's now the tag team champions and the Viking Raiders. And then you got a veteran team like the New Day, who's you know held the titles for the longest ever. So I I, I get it. I see why. I just hate the fact that um. I, I guess I I guess we would have gotten an all NXT tag match and maybe Vince saw that and didn't want that. Maybe because basically everybody is, is basically from NXT. So um 
maybe he wanted to have a little bit more of establishment, even though Big E is from NXT, but you know, he right, like he, you know, he used to wrestle as a singles guy, so he's so established as a WWE main roster guy, you know, and plus it's the new day. Like if if you don't have the Usos, who's the next best team that you're going to put in this tag match? The new day. So if it's a toss up between one of them two, and then you just go from there. Not to get too far off uh, off topic, but damn, man, WWE, man, they really making the Usos suffer with with that damn drinking, man. We ain't seen them what in three months. They kind of deserve it. I, I'm not I mean, gonna no, lie. no, they, they do, they do, they do. They trust me, they do. But it's like, damn, all right. Or was that Jay? That's always been that. That was Jimmy, wasn't it? And I think the last one was. I think it's always been the Jimmy. same one. I yeah, I thought, I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was always the same one too. Uh, but because the last time they did this, they put the titles on them, and then they did it again. But they had, but they they did it for them to get someone else over. So I. They, 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 this had to happen to the Usos, and it's sad, and that's what makes it so upsetting because, you know, it's just something as stupid as drunk. Like, dude, y'all, y'all ride together all the time. Somebody who's not drunk, just drive. That's it. Just let the let the sober person drive. But, well, yeah, you know, WWE ain't gonna let him go because you know what would happen. Yeah, buddy. Oh, it would be over. It would be over. That would be catastrophic, dude. That is nuclear. That is nuclear war. That is World War Three. You don't give up the Usos to AEW. Are you serious? Bruh, Usos, oh versus, Usos versus Private Party. Usos versus Lucha. Usos versus, Usos versus everybody. <laughs> Are you kidding me, dude? Name a tag team. Uh, yes, sign me up. Yes, please. Uh uh-uh. uh. That, that Usos versus Young Bucks in a super kick match. <laughs> that's, that's a- <laughs> About to say that you gonna put them in the match, or you gonna give me them in the Lucha Bros, or them in the S- man, hell yeah, yes, please sign me up. Let me know, I'm ready. Let's go. It's a battle of the Broskies. <laughs> you right, brothers. You got the Young Bucks and the brothers of the uh, of the Usos. That would be oh, that would be that could be a great story to tell. Family, Ooh. you know, trust, you know that that type of thing. Uh, okay, we getting off topic, man. Come on. Uh, uh, where are we at? We, what are we talking about? I don't forgot so what we talking about. We just got done. Who are we talking about? With the about? tag oh, team championship yeah. match. Yep, yep. Oh, yeah. You're right, right. Yeah, uh, New Day won. Okay, so New Day seven-time tag champs. They'll be in the triple threat tag team match against the Undisputed and the Viking Raiders. Next up, after that, we get Roman Reigns showing up to the arena. Shorty G, rather, uh, he, he oh. tell it down. Aaron Corbin, and all of a sudden we get Daniel Bryan walking down the hallway. Mm-hmm. He walks up. He basically telling him the same stick that he was telling him last week about why he needs to join up, and you know, you know, the reason seeing that he doesn't want to go back to the yes movement, and this is what he needs to do, and come on out to the match and see it live. Mm-hmm. And soon as we come back from commercial, and I like this, and and I thought, and this was probably like one of the best parts in the first hour of the match of the show was we get heavy machinery coming out. And as we get heavy machinery coming out, because we're overseas, who did we get? Imperium. And that was awesome. Just to see Walter show up and everybody just drop heavy machinery. That was, I liked it. I was cool with it. It was that NXT UK, NXT, you know, it was, it was that even them getting their shots in, you know, because now that they overseas, you know, doing the show. So I liked it. It was cool. Flawless. How'd you feel? I liked it, but I didn't like the crowd. The crowd was just silent. The crowd didn't go like cheer and ballistic over Imperium, even though they're UK. Like the crowd was pretty much silent. I think if music, I think if the the music should have came on, like they should, like the music should have came on, like they were gonna come out the front. But you know, of course, they come out the crowd and then jump them. I think that would have hyped up because them coming out in the suit, I don't think folks recognize them. Even though they're from there, I don't think people really recognize who they were until they started really looking at them. So if you had played music like they were coming out the ramp, I think it would have went back. Not on that one. Hit, no. Okay. Can't be bad about that. Uh, 
we got this was Shorty G and Mustafa Ali versus it's just Cesaro. Ali. Just Ali. Oh, just Ali. Ali and Shorty G versus Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh man, you know what? I ain't even say it right. Flawless. Do it for me one time. We got this in a tag match, of course, with Sami Zayn on the outside. Daniel Bryan comes out, stands at the top of the ramp. Uh, this wasn't a bad tag match. Uh, I felt like it was just a lot of spots just to tell the story of Daniel Bryan, you know, seeming interested in what Sami Zayn was talking about. Franchise, where do you feel this story is going and leading to? You know, uh, I feel you know I feel this story going to K Breezy. Let me tell you something, brother. I think Shorty G need to get his ass off for being a little snitch. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I lost so much. I lost so much respect for his punk ass. He never, Roman, Roman, look what they said about you. Shut up, <laughs> shut up. It's your oversized ass uniform. <laughs> What's wrong with him, man? Who raised him? Who raised that man? Snitch Mama bitch. G. <laughs> hey, if he was raised by Mama Benjamin, if he was raised by Mama Benjamin, he would have knew better. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, seriously though, uh, the match is cool. It was, it was, it wasn't a bad match. Um, I do like the story that it's telling because you really don't know where Daniel Bryan's head at. You don't know. Is he interested in what Nakamura and Sami Zayn is talking about? Or is he just playing with them? Because right now, you, you can kind of go either way with this right now. So and the match was good, but I felt like it was more just something to kind of give Daniel Bryan to think about for us to kind of be like, okay, well, what does Daniel want to do? Uh, let me ask you guys this, though. Do you we see Bryan staying as a face or do we see him? Uh, how we talk about Randy Orton as an in betweener? Uh, uh, right now he's an in betweener right until they establish the face. Okay, uh, I I concur. <clears throat> well, French flawless man, would you got anything? Oh no, you said would you? Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, I just said I concur, but you didn't ask me about the match. I, okay, my bad. What, what you, what you think of everything? Uh, I got nothing. No, I'm just, no, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I got some up. <laughs> <laughs> it was a not bad match, but it, but the spotlight was more on Brian. Like it felt like the camera panned on Brian more than the match, which I was kind of upset about. But yeah, it did. Like, it would have been cool if they were going to show him, just show him like, from behind, like so that way you can still see the ring yeah. and see the action, so that way you kind of feel like you really missed it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Where the storyline uh, is going, Brian's going to win the Intercontinental title before Survivor Series and be put in that match. Mm. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. Yeah, so, so, you, gonna mm-hmm. so you think Daniel Bryan going to be, because Daniel hasn't held the Intercontinental Yes, title, he has. Has he? Yes, he has. Yeah. He never lost that title. He never lost that title. He got injured because he won it at WrestleMania uh-huh. in the Money in the Bank match, and then he got the concussion again from Kane. Damn, I do not remember that. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. You're probably asleep when that happened. <laughs> probably, man. Probably. All right, man. So next up, man, we got Sasha Banks versus Nikki. Sasha Banks making her debut. Actually, her, I guess you could say her singles debut match on SmackDown because I can't recall her ever really having a singles match on SmackDown. With her new little theme music, like a little remix. Yeah. Uh, This was was an okay match. It was Nikki Cross and Banks, you know, they did what they could. Um, you know, you had Bailey on commentating, just sounding like Bailey, and nothing really interesting at all. Uh, Nikki Cross eventually went outside and jumped on Bailey and knocked her out, and and uh, did a Luthes pressed on the on the in the chair. Then got on the uh, what she do? She picked up the headset and started saying uh, Friday Night SmackDown and all this other stuff. 
And then uh, what happened next? <laughs> oh, I, I, I got to remember what happened in the match, man. Um, no, it's just the way you said that. <laughs> Friday night SmackDown. Like she was really just she was going crazy. Mind you, but, uh, mind you, when he said that he's uh he's uh <laughs> Kimbrough's in his living room because he was watching white chicks doing what Terry Cruz was doing in the clubs with the same thing, same outfit <laughs> out. Hey man, I'm just doing what I do. Blowing the whistle. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. So eventually Banks ends up getting the win over Nikki Cross, and then Bailey decides to jump Nikki Cross in the ring, and then who should show up again right after it? Shayna Baszler. Yes, Lord. and she put another and she put another whoop ass on uh, Bailey, and once again walked off as the top dog uh, franchise. How'd you think? What, what'd you think, man? What'd you think? Okay, the match was in. Okay, glad Sasha won. I know he hates it, but I love it, man. Sasha, hey Sasha. Like the music, like it. Say what you want to say about it. But my favorite part of the match was when Bailey got her ass whooped. And I like how Sasha kind of walked away. Then Shannon Baszler came out and kicked her ass. I loved it. You know what? I still say Bailey is going to win the triple threat. Yeah. I, 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 I still say. I'm going with it, man. I'm going with it. <laughs> I say Baszler's a close second, but I, I got to give it to Bailey, man. I, I, I think with this heel turn and with Sasha, and it's a triple threat, no rules, I'm going to give the edge to Bailey. Yeah, we'll see during prediction time. <clears throat> uh, we most definitely will. We most definitely will. So next up, man. What did you think about the beatdown, man? Yeah. All right. There's one small problem I have with Bailey. When she had the long hair, her face was skinny. But when she cut it short, like her face looked like a pumpkin, like big and fat. I don't know. Something wrong about that. But the match itself, (laughs) it was not bad. It was okay. Sasha got the win. Yeah. The beatdown afterwards, I loved it. The crowd popped for this, which they did it for Imperium, which was crazy. Right. Um, I will tell you why franchise is dead wrong about this. Uh-oh. About Bailey winning, <laughs> we already know who's going to win. It's going to be the submission magician, and the reason is is Vince is very high on Shayna Baszler. He was going to call mm-hmm. her up and give her a major push up on the main roster. But the reason they didn't is because if NXT went live every Wednesday on USA, if NXT didn't go live every Wednesday on the USA, Shayna would have been called off, called up. But now that they're live, they're they're not really calling anybody up from NXT right now. Well, thank God because Vince so, would kill that. Yeah, so Shayna's gonna get the win to further her status. Hmm. So when she do get called up, and eventually she will, because she's she has pretty much ran through the NXT women's division. Like she's gone through them all, and Ripley is really the only one she has. So it'll either be the it'll be like to send her her send off match like this. Like this was her way of establishing helping establishing everyone else because she's the top dog. So so many people want to want to battle her. So now we're getting to see all these other folks. They're battling each other just to battle her. So I think that was a great way. And this, and this is why we praise NXT and their women's division in the way that they, you know, they use them and utilizes them uh, because you now know so many different women. You now got about eight women that I say with pretty much all of them deserve a title shot. None of them have won a championship. So it will be fresh. It will be exciting. But um yeah, I, I, I definitely – I could definitely see Baszler winning that uh, triple threat match. Oh, yeah. Even though the Bailey reason is still a very plausible reason. This is, this is still Vince. He can still be high on Baszler, but Bailey will get the damn win. Mm-hmm. Damn it. That's right. Damn. All right, flawless. You know what I'm saying? Coming to you, Daniel Bryan, Sami Zayn, 
they're in the locker room. They're talking. As they're talking, the lights flicker. A little Woo-hoo. bit more conversation into it. Then all of a sudden, the lights go out. The lights come back on. The red light is on. The fiend is standing behind Daniel Bryan. Sami Zayn is gone. He's ghost. He's seen it. He's out. The fiend called to Daniel Bryan. What is this going to set up? Who? Maybe a match between them. Uh, they do have history together. So, uh, uh, I'm interested. I'm curious to see where they go. But do I so, do I think they could it could be a few? Yes, but I'm not positive right now. So could this just be the answer for uh Bray uh not Bray uh Brock Lesnar versus Ray Mysterio since they won't be champion versus champion? Cause clearly could there be setting up Daniel Bryan versus the Fiend for some for Survivor series to give the Fiend that first legitimate title defense against a well-known person and to put on a good match. Yeah, but I think if they fight, I mean, wouldn't you think the Fiend would destroy Brian and Brian would barely get any offense? But I'm not sure. I mean, but, but it's Daniel Bryan. Yeah. So it's like if he Daniel Bryan, you're not going to you know, give him his props for that. Like, we'll give him his props for beating Daniel Bryan, but the character itself, it's Daniel Bryan. Like, he's he's one of the top dogs in, on you know on the show, so yeah, you gotta you gotta be somebody before he uh, he gets to Roman Reigns and Braun uh, Strowman. I mean, uh, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. Oh okay, my bad. Franchise, go ahead, man. A one, a two, a three, and two. The fuck. Oh, okay. You're gonna um, be off for a few more days. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. But, but, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> you are the biggest dick in the world. <laughs> yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> nah, I mean, whatever. Fudgical. I don't know what this sets up because. On SmackDown, it seemed like they were teasing, um, what was it? The Fiend versus Daniel Bryan. But on social media, they've been teasing Kevin Owens versus The Fiend. So, I don't know. But as far as... Oh, my God. They better not do that again. (laughs) Yeah, so, so yeah, they've been teasing Kevin Owens as The Fiend's next challenger for the title. Which, I'm just... It's a whole nother can of worms. But... As far as what I've seen on SmackDown, I would say I want to see it, but I think it's too early for Daniel Bryan versus The Fiend because it's like I I don't really know how you will book it to where you don't absolutely make Daniel Bryan look like a chump. You get what I'm saying? Because it took Seth Rollins 30 billion curb stomps. So it's like, what can you have Daniel Bryan do? Daniel Bryan ain't about to sit up here and yes, kick you to death. I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it depends on how they want to sell the match. I mean, you can still make the fame look strong because the Daniel Bryan can, you do the typical power versus smaller speed. You know, you, you dominate most of the match, but he gets, you know, he gets his stuff in too. You just have good spots. Now, the, the good thing about this is we got two good workers. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Now, if it was just if it was just one good guy and then a, a dude that was average, I think that'd be the problem. But we got two solid people that can go in there and work a match. So I got confidence in them. That's why I'm okay with it. Like it, it's it's who it is. It's not just now. The, now the, the problem would be is how much involvement of the script will dictate the match. That right there be the issue. Uh, my issue is you have two more weeks to build this and I don't yeah. think that's enough time. <laughs> and that's and that's the problem with WWE. You know what? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to follow you up. You know, I'm glad you said that, Flawless, because you kind of gave me something to start with. That's the problem with WWE. Um, we initially extra pay-per-views. As a fan, I was like, yes, because it came at a point where WWE was the only thing really on TV worth watching. Air quotes. And 
I, I wanted more of it, you know, especially when the network first started off. Like, I wanted <laughs> WWE just content, content, content. Now, with it being a few years into it, you start to see all these damn pay-per-views and special shows. It's too much. You need to eliminate some of this because you don't have time. Like, we literally just had Crown Jewel. Then before that, we had Hell in the Cell. Then before that, what the hell? United Champion, whatever the hell we had. Then before, it's like, it's, it's too much, too soon. I don't yeah. think you have time to build this. Well, no, no, I don't think you. I know you don't have time. But the thing is, the time that you have, I feel like you're going to have to shove so much in the two. I don't know. Because, <laughs> like, okay, you got The Fiend and Daniel Bryan, but what about Daniel Bryan and Sami Zayn? Unless... Daniel Bryan works for Sami Zayn and Shinsuke to go against the Fiend. I I don't know. I don't I don't know what WWE is going with that. Uh, you know it's crazy. Like how when we were growing up, you know, you had Royal Rumble, uh, WrestleMania, and then they added King of the Ring in '93, which I was like, all right, cool. Then you had SummerSlam and Survivor Series, so you had the uh, five big, okay, but they were separated, okay, by a couple months. But then in 95, yeah. when they started adding in your house every month, you know, between that, you know, we were like, okay. And then WCW, you know, they had like a pay-per-view every month, which was not bad. But like now that WCW has gone and WWE, since they've been doing this whole like network and every like thing, like a couple weeks, you're like, man, like, like how franchise was saying, like, yeah, man, we want more wrestling. But now storylines haven't really developed. And then you watch AEW and you're like, oh. Yeah, this is how it used to be. Okay, this is more interesting. This is how you build a storyline. You don't rush it. No, you don't. And not only that, but you have you can display better championship matches. You can even if you even if you put a a championship match on TV, depending on the title, like and depending on who it is, like okay, Derby Allen versus Jericho. Yeah, you made it a championship match, but you weren't going to have a title switch. Allen wasn't going to win, you know, that early. Now, if that was Jericho versus Omega, yeah, I could see Omega getting a victory on TV. Now, that would be great because that would be ratings boost for the network. That would be publicity and, and, and acknowledgement and, and getting social media for the company So and for AEW. So, you know, there's so many positives with that. And you can do because and because the pay-per-views are so far apart you can do title matches here and there you don't have to you know you don't have to overdo them and you don't have to have them too far and beyond because it would be nice to get uh legit more of the wwe and um uh universal championship matches on tv and actually possibly get a title switch yeah like uh like how we're when we're doing the AEW uh full gear uh preview prediction show you know, even all the matches, we're like, oh, you know, who do we want to, you know, who's going to win? Because every match is has that big match feel. Where, like, um, I'll give you an example. 1991 SummerSlam, okay? Like, you know how, like, how we had, like, between WrestleMania and then SummerSlam, blah, blah, blah. Like, SummerSlam 91, you had the Mountie versus the Big Boss Man. This was before Franchise was born. Sorry, Franchise. But you had them. Whoever lost would go to jail. And it felt like a big match because it was a storyline building and you watched it. But I'm just using that match as like a comparison where AEW's matches like for tonight uh, at full gear, like Young Bucks, like say Hangman versus Page. You're, and, I mean, Hangman and a Page versus Pat. You're like, man, like this has a big match feel. So does the Young Bucks versus Santana and Ortiz, which I think their new tag team is called Pride and Powerful. Yep. But like every match feels big, where WWE it doesn't, it feels rushed. You know why? Because WWE's behind locked doors, homes. Yeah. But I'm excited, man, because uh Daniel Bryan versus uh the Fiend, it could be something, especially with this story. You know, this I, I, with the direction of Daniel Bryan and and the the depth of where his mind is at right now as far as where he wants to go and what he do. I mean, if you paid attention to the match he had with uh, Adam Cole, he kind of was, he was a little bit heelish in that match. Like I said, we, he did things that, you know, typical heels would do. So 
I think that would play in his favor in a match like with Bray Wyatt because you make it a regular match. Don't make it a, any, you know, because he, he, Bray Wyatt had enough anywhere falls and hell in the cell type matches. He needs to have a, a regular match. But in a regular match, you can get away with certain stuff that will still kind of give you the advantage. And I think Daniel Bryan would be great at having those moments and still looking strong when he loses. You made the good points, good brother. Just to throw it out there. Just to throw it out there. Uh, but next up, man, what do we get? We get, oh, Lord. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. So, Tyson Fury, because he's, he's from the UK. So, you know, he comes out and he cuts a promo and about, you know, being happy and being WWE and enjoying, you know, having a match with Braun and he wants to talk to him and Braun comes out and he basically, uh, uh, he basically, he almost sounded like he was kissing Braun's butt, but in a way just, it was a very sappy promo. I, I, didn't, I didn't like it, but it, I don't blame him. I blame what they wanted him to say. I, I, I wanted to feel like he was being genuine, but maybe, maybe it's just me. Flawless, what you think, man? Oh, God, this was sad. Like, sad across the board. Like, big show. I mean, Braun Strowman is officially the big show of WWE in his later career. I told you. And, it's, and that's bad. Yeah. He's still got years to go. Yes. Like, what they have him doing is just, oh, God. It's so terrible. I I, I have no words. I'm, I'm... <laughs> uh, franchise. You any thoughts on the on the the uh, appreciation from Fury and and him thinking that him and Braun maybe the next time they get in the ring they should be a tag team. Well, you know, luckily for me, I was asleep. So okay, good. I woke up, caught a little bit of it this morning. Uh, I I don't I don't like this man. I don't like it. I don't I don't 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 like it. Like, dude, y'all built this half-ass rivalry up to Saudi Arabia, and already you trying to do what happened to your rematch? You know, you kissing his ass already. I don't like it, not at all. Boom, thumbs down. Okay, well, to make you hate it even more, so the B team comes out. Oh, and the B team comes out, and Curtis Axel says, "You know, we're too, we're too stupid." That what did he say? What did he say? He and, so Fury said, "I don't know two idiots that or something like that that will come out and want to face us." And Curtis Axel said, "We're those two idiots, or whatever." And then uh, Dallas took the microphone, said it from him, and said, "No, you know what? He didn't mean it that way." But we are two guys who would like an opportunity, you know, something, you know, something along those lines. But it, it it was it was garbage anyway, and they both got beat up, and uh, Fury and Strowman celebrated in the ring, and yeah, uh, yeah, that that was that was about that was about that. Yeah. So then next up, uh, um, anybody got? Yeah, I mean, anything y'all want to add to that? Uh, so okay so next up we get the tag match we should have got last week but i'm glad we didn't get and i'm kind of mad no one came out to stop this one it was dana brooke and carmella versus fire and desire uh you know it was it was what it was um somebody needs to say dana brooke from herself ah man i don't i don't I, i don't think they can Yes, you can. Stop putting on TV. I mean, it look, it's better than seeing Alicia Fox. All right, so <laughs> yeah, that's another drunk one. <laughs> All right, <laughs> so, so, hey, I'm, so I'm, I'm a, pebbles. <laughs> call her pebbles. Yeah, All right, man. So look, next up, man, we got Roman Reigns. Oh, I, I, I gotta say something about the Dana Brooke thing. Her senton. Was so terrible. She didn't even hit Mandy Rose, or uh, was it Mandy Rose? No, it was Deville. Deville. She didn't even hit Deville. Like her ass just hit the mat. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, and that's and that's and that's a part of your team SmackDown for Survivor Series with Sasha Banks. Good team, Sasha. You're building. Woo! Yeah. 
They ain't got no choice, man. They got to build matches. Survivor Series, so they got to have, you know, they got to have a whole bunch of matches. But I, yeah, that same time was horrible. That was a horrible, horrible move. Like, it's a good thing you got a little bit of cushion back there because that might have hurt it for real. Because you just you missed the whole body. How you missed the whole body? It's a set time. You, 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 something's your back, your shoulders, something's supposed to hit. I thought, the, I thought, I'm, I thought it was like a swanton at first, but like a uh, senton is not a flip. A senton is it's like a, it's just like a jumping and your back hitting her stomach. Right. You know, like, right. like the edge of her stomach. That's kind of like the senton. But she did like a flip senton where she overshot her. <laughs> And just yeah, it it was bad. It, yeah, that was. But you know what? That's that's just that's just more of what we say when you got to give people more opportunity to go out there and, and and do so. Maybe she needs to be on more house shows and working on her craft a little bit more. But you know, get, hey, you won't get no better unless you uh, go out there and do it. I guess. Lied. I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh man so finally we get the match that I, you know and now that I after watching it and then seeing what happened I was glad we didn't get it last week but mad we got it this week Roman Reigns versus the one and only King Corbin uh, they started out outside then you know they got back in the ring started the match and then uh, Ziggler and Rue came out they called a, so- a Superman punch and the Samoan backdrop and you know, they pretty much was out there to distract and help Corbin try to beat Roman Reigns. It, it really wasn't a bad match over I, overall. It really wasn't a bad match between those two and the stuff in the ring. You know, when they got outside, maybe. But as far as them two just going back and forth, it was it was actually OK. But uh, Corbin ended up getting the win. Flawless. Uh, I know your boy. I know you celebrated when he got the victory. How'd you feel? Oh, this was a terrible uh, I don't know why Rude and Ziggler came out to attack Roman. Uh, I don't know where they're going. Uh, this was a bad ending to SmackDown. Uh-huh. I think I was like. This was bad all around. I didn't like it, man. I turned it off. I was like, this is terrible. Mm. Mm. Okay, franchise. Two words. It sucked. It sucked. It... I don't know about you guys, man. But let me ask you guys this. Let me. Man, he sounded like a, like a kid having his first time orgasm. Ah. I had to shake off my tallywagger. <laughs> so. <laughs> but, it's, uh, like, it's like you taking one of those 10 fives. Them be 10 30. Oh, man. Hey, hey, we're not going to talk about my, my exposés, okay? Look here. No, nah, we need to stay away from the vanilla at Duncan. Ooh, you job turkey or the Oreo at uh hey, hey leave his Oreos alone you know the boy gotta have his cookies <laughs> yeah pop yeah up. man my <laughs> Bastard. but <laughs> but uh nah man it just I don't know I don't know to me it seems like ever since a certain company came up on the rise and that has something to compare to and I'm and I'm trying not to compare but it's hard man just the way SmackDown and Raw ending the shows, it's just, it sucks. Like, the main events feel like mid-card matches. Like, I don't know, man. I didn't like it. it sucked again this week. And look, for it to be in the look. UK, it sucked even more. Not because it's in the UK, well, but, but because it happened to be in the UK, and they just gave another half-ass show. Right to the Raw, raw review show. <laughs> oh my god! Look, okay, so the, here's the big issue. Okay, Baron Corbin is in a spot he shouldn't be in. 
and he's getting a push that someone else and anybody else that you can name. Like, I'm I'm sorry. I'd rather it be Cesaro. At least I'm a fan of Cesaro, and, and it's something well-deserved for him to get this TV time because we know what he can do. Or give me, you know, th- this is this is what I brought up earlier, just like why can't someone else get this opportunity? Why is it – why am I seeing so much of Baron Corbin and Shorty G? Why are they dominating TV? Like, they should not be dominating TV. Like, if, if Gable wasn't Shorty G – he was something, you know, if he was just Chad Gable, then, okay, I'll be, our, I'll, I'll be more okay with it. But now being this shorty G and dressing up like a over, like a gr- oversized grown man midget, I don't know, like, just, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just, I, I, I hate it because there's so many other people I would rather see. So somebody put his ass in the fucking hot tub time machine and sent it back to the 90s. <laughs> You got rid of Bruce, uh, Eric Bischoff for Bruce Pitchard because uh, the ratings and the stuff was not good on the first two SmackDowns. Yeah, way to go, Vince. Woo! Yeah, yeah Vince and Kennedy McMahon <laughs> and, and, and people. <laughs> hey, I'm telling y'all right now, man. You know what? Hey, Mark Carano, Johnny Ace. I, I can't say Road Dog because you in NXT, Billy Gunn, you in AEW. People power. Look, this is your boy Franchise here, man. With my partners, you know what I'm saying? I got Flawless, you know what I'm saying? I got my boy over there, you know what I'm saying? Too cold. Look, man, take a couple of us, all three of us, bring us on the creative. We're going to help you out, man. We're going to give you what you want. We're going to give you the 20-year-old demographic and the 30-year-old demographic. You feel me? We're going to get this thing together because apparently y'all need help, and we're going to help y'all be AEW. I don't know. Flawless might sabotage me. <laughs> Just because he's so AEW right now, I don't know. He might not go there. <laughs> he might. He might be a saboteur. <laughs> I might pull a Rick Rude. <laughs> right. You gonna be on both shows at the same night? Nah. Uh, nah. Nah. He going to AEW. He get an opportunity like that. I know where he going. <laughs> he going over there with Cody and them. He ain't said nothing good about WWE in months. <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, it's true, man. Like, like I'm telling you, after I watch, I know probably some of us, you know, after we watch this pay per view tonight, we're gonna be like, yeah, that's what a pay per view should be. And like, and we've been saying that ever since AEW had their first freaking pay per view. <laughs> I was speaking of, uh, I, I'm going to uh, get in touch with my sources and copy and paste, <laughs> cough, cough, in our, our, our text messages um, that uh, that uh, AEW. Why are, telling, why are you telling it over the waves, man? We can talk about this later. Why you, stop, stop telling on us, man. Oh, if, if, you, <laughs> gotta, if, if, if you guys didn't know, AEW stands for All Extra Wings. <laughs> Show man, let's go. And AEW stands for Alive Ends Well. Oh, hey, uh, flawless, uh, flawless. Before we go, ratings, man. Need ratings. Uh, they did a two point six million this week, up from a two point five last week. What? <laughs> this show was no. Are you serious? Wait a minute. Hold on. Okay. Okay. No. Hold up. Time out. Time out. How was this show better than last? Oh. Mm. I'm scratching my head at that. <laughs> How, t- man? Okay, all right, all right. Never mind. All right, go ahead, franchise man. That's, <laughs> that's that's some disrespectful shit right there. 
Like, man, y'all pissed off K Breezy. Coolest comments one on the team. All right. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, you gonna tell me more people rather see Baron Corbin and Roman Reigns than Daniel Bryan and Adam Cole? Like, are you kidding me? No, hell no, man. Oh, hell no. That's that, that's some straight up bullshit right there. I yeah. I'm I'm on the rant today, goddammit. Come mm. to the dark side, my friend. Come to the dark side. Oh my god. <laughs> That's that is that is bad. So, yeah. All right, man. Yeah, let's go, man. Let's go. We got full gear tonight. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for once again tuning in to another episode of the Generation of Wrestling. We're tonight at eight o'clock on Bleacher Report Live and Fight TV. You can watch AEW Full Gear. Shut up. <laughs> now, as I was saying, <laughs> um. Damn, I want to see you. You got me, you got me mixing up our names. <laughs> okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I am the 26-year-old Rolo Caramel Milky Way uh, Middle Skin Assassin. Middle skin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking. <laughs> Yo, man, that's the franchise. That's flawless. I'm too cold, man. We out here, man. We out. Bye.